You are listening to the Smaller Your Hunting podcast, the podcast dedicated to just anything and everything that is the white-tailed deer. You know me, I'm Ty Miller, your host, founder, and the voice of smallacrehunting.com. You are the ones that made this turn from a blog to a website to a YouTube channel to everything that it is. So hopefully you find this new venture, this new consistent delivery of information via the podcast useful. But less chatting on the intro, more chatting on the topic. Let's get this episode started. Let's talk whitetails. It is good to be back with you. It's been a long time. Those of you that have been following on social media, and most of you know, some of you have been checking in. It's it's been awesome. The uh, amount of emails wanting to know, hey, how's everything going? When are you going to be able to get set back up? I am temporarily set up. I've only got one monitor up and running. I've got a makeshift corner of our new uh, third bedroom that we're going to use as an office for a while until the downstairs is finished up. But I wanted to take a quick minute. I am doing a part four of the making a habitat plan and I'm probably going to include a part five. Um, There's only so deep that we can delve into these things, but I wanted to take a brief, you know, make this quick episode just to check in with you and uh, everybody out there listening and let you know that uh, I appreciate the outpour. Uh, Those of you that reached out, I had a ton of people reach out about the uh, habitat, uh, small acre hunting attack plan that I'm going to try to put together. The move has kind of put me behind schedule on that, but I'm still going to try to start giving a rough draft of that to certain people here in the fall and uh, get some constructive criticism back and everything. But uh, be sure, uh, I've already filled most of the positions that I, there's a couple more specific people I want to reach out to to possibly run that past. But thank you to everybody who reached out to me. If you're listening to this now, I'm sorry. Stay tuned on into the future. Maybe it's something that you'll be able to get from smallacrehunting.com. But a uh, quick little update. We are at the new residence. I haven't been able to go out to the property as much as I would like. And those of some of you already know this, but uh, it seems like every year I deal with trespassers. Um, I would love to know some recommendations to stopping trespassing because guys i'm telling you right now um i'm almost at my wit's end i am not one to get physical or aggressive with people um i'm I'm not setting up booby traps i'm not doing anything like that those have actually gotten people in trouble so don't recommend that but i mean i've got purple paint everywhere i've got no trespassing signs um it had gotten better the last couple years really only had issues with a mushroom hunter or two which pisses me off but what can you do but now I have we blew open an opening a good buddy of mine actually bought about five acres he's gonna run a landscaping business um, out of it hold the stock and keep his equipment and everything and it's near my property which is great for access I'm gonna have a spot but he's not set up yet so now I have this big opening that's the route that we took to haul a lot of the trees out of so we blew open this tree line and entrance. Well, we've got dirt bikers riding in. They look like teenagers at the youngest, but they definitely look, I, I would say they're probably in their 20s. Um, low life piece of craps, pretty much, but 
they're coming back. You know, it's not like they just discovered it one day and then decided not to. Well, I pulled cards and multiple days, uh, multiple people um, terrorizing back there, driving right past no trespassing signs, multiple no trespassing signs. So I in the in the mushroom honey hole, I actually put a four by four post up and put no trespassing signs on every single side of it and even hung a, a camera on the post it, it is one that works but it's kind of a low-end one it it's really old and, um, i'm thinking about doing the same thing um on that one entrance it's the one it's the biggest and easiest entrance for people to come off of other properties and until my buddy gets his operation up i have a feeling that's going to be my my source of sorrows and uh, i'm thinking about just right in the middle of that opening leave enough room for a tractor to get through if we need to use that route but slam a four by four post and put no trespassing signs and put a camera on it and probably put a camera on that camera and maybe even put two cameras on that camera because if they see one they're going to think there's more most likely but uh i've got purple paint i've hinge cut lines you guys have heard me talk and you know handling trespassing is a continual headache that all of us private property owners have to deal with but uh you know if there's something that you, that you've really found that works um, let me know. Um, bad thing is they had helmets on this time, and it's going to be really tough to get an identity of them. I'm trying, but uh, but yeah, but you know, enough woe is me. Um, got some good news out there. He, those of you who have followed, yes, Bertier is still alive, so he sees yet another year. Um, it's a story that never seems to want to have the final chapter written in it. Um, however, that final chapter is going to go or if it's even one that i get to play part of or even know about but uh he's doing well got some great velvet buck pictures out there it's uh really encouraging to see the amount of deer that despite the trespassing issues and despite the logging um, although honestly the logging it, it that's a misnomer everybody keeps thinking that logging is this such disruptive thing and yes they're not going to be there when you're logging that day but man the deer are just absolutely loving the browse i was walking around uh, it would have been Saturday, made a run over there, or no, it was Sunday, made a run over there, and there are brows everywhere. Um, it's insane watching the maple shoots come up, and the deer are just annihilating them. Um, the red osier dogwood that I planted out there is doing great. I will say that most of them, all of them that were caged are living, it looks like. That I was able to discover and some of the uh, cuttings that we just shoved in the ground are also living and doing well I think that's more so because nothing has discovered them yet they're kind of in some tall weeds and such so just gonna let those go for a year see if we can get maybe a red osier dogwood thicket going um, over time as those establish I'll begin to cut them back uh, every year and that encourages more growth and more shoots and things of that nature but I gotta wait until those are doing well blew open a little bit of a corridor which uh, those of you who follow smaller hunting or my youtube channel you'll be able to see i'm going to start finally being able to make some videos again because i've got my my uh, computer set up so i'll be able to edit some stuff but i'm going to try to be a little bit more um, direct and uh, tell the story of the year if you will a little bit more maybe take longer produce less videos but hopefully a little bit better quality a little bit better content um but yeah, it's, it's been quite the ride this spring. Um, I've got really good hopes or high hopes for this fall. 
we are actually sadly you know just i'll just continue the updates but uh the swamp property we uncovered a lot of pictures i found uh there was a camera that we hadn't been really checked and i couldn't find the card for it and then i finally found the card and we've got trespassers out there they're actually hunting the property they just happen to never cross our paths or anybody else's so we've got to figure out where these two young uh not so nice words are coming from and put an end to it um you know strike the fear of god into their heart because there's no reason for them to be out there i have a feeling it's the two guys that pop saw one time when he was hunting they were hunting a neighboring field which we know they have no permission to be on either and then in the spring when we were out there we found turkey decoys in that corner of the field and their deer blind or they're blind, set up on the interior of a tree line of a property that nobody's supposed to hunt. So I'm going to go talk to that neighbor, and if he is letting people hunt back there, we have a direction, we have photos, and if it is, in fact, the two two guys, I have a feeling we're going to be um, threatening prosecution on behalf of the landowner or threatening them and letting them know it's over and having a cop give them an official warning. It'll all be in the landowner's hands at that point, but um, we're going we're gonna to try to push that issue a lot harder but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm starting to get out there more. We've planted some apple trees. We've, we've planted some pear trees out there. I've had, I've been able to steal a few hours here and there to get out there and, and slam some stuff in the ground that I just couldn't pass up some of the deals that I got. Stark Bros Nursery is, as you guys know, is a, is a nursery that I, I've, I've had great success with when, when things do come damaged or, or it doesn't work out, they, they've replaced them almost like no questions asked. Um, had some persimmon trees come that just snapped off and one of them actually I didn't think was going to live last year it only grew like one leaf and I actually walked by it the other day and it's got some shoots coming out of the broken top part so I am extremely ecstatic about that I'm probably going to buy some more persimmon trees next year from them Um, but yeah check them out I always get their email updates and such and this last week they had some pears that I just couldn't pass up I bought a, a I don't know, it's like a hardy Asian variety pear I've always wanted to try. I planted it down towards the southern edge of the food plots that I can get to really easy because I'd like to try to see if, they, if it ends up producing a lot. And these are standard-sized trees, um, so it's going to get really good size and big. But if it, if they produce the pears like they claim in, you know, however many years, I want to be able to get to it and harvest it. I planted a – it wasn't a seckle. What was it? It was a – a moon glow yeah it was a moon glow pear standard moon glow pear down there as well we've already got a few other pear trees out there so that plot is beginning to be encircled by either chestnuts pear trees or apple trees um it's the plot that you saw some video from in the radix blind so it's uh we're encouraging that around the edge there i actually widened that spot a little bit more um there's a corridor connecting the two sides of that food plot from the side that pop shot dovahkeen out of to then the side that the the radix blind overlooks i wanted out in front of it at about 40 yards or so 30 i think is the closest side 40 now is the farthest of this little corridor i opened up and there's a big opening now widened it so there's a lot more food i can tuck right in there and uh, hopefully they'll use that corridor a little bit more uh, brush hog that brush hog the clover got that trim back i got to get out there with some uh clethodim and such um, we still got trees down across trails. It's just crazy, guys. I mean, it's just been, you know, I, I some of you, um, and I remember uh, the gentleman's name, Bruce, or whatever, you know, you guys really, I think, have learned that I'm about as real world as it comes. 
And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of you guys tune in is, you know, it's, it's nice to hear, I guess, somebody else's struggles, somebody uh, not just sitting on Booner property in Iowa or Illinois or whatever and having to really grind and deal with headaches that normal people have to deal with, uh, monetary issues that normal people have to deal with, and, and just and not have to deal with the sponsorship rigmarole that seems to just control so many people's words and actions and productions and podcasts, so... But I didn't really have a directive for this podcast. I just wanted to kind of check in, say thank you to all of you who have been emailing me, uh, give you a brief little update on the property. Uh, the homestead property is going up for sale here soon in June. I think late June, I think. Late June is the auction maybe. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a bittersweet time. Um, but hopefully it opens up some chances in the future for Pops to maybe buy some land around me or elsewhere. Um, there's a lot of different options, and we'll see what doors God opens up. But stay tuned. The next uh, part four of the Making Habitat plan is going to delve into, actually, we're going to switch gears from talking so much about the property-specific things to actually one of, I think, one of the most pivotal aspects of no matter what you're doing in the hunting world uh hunting in general whether you can do habitat improvements or you can't if you can't wrap your head around this concept that i'm going to talk about i really don't think anything is going to be successful long term or short term um hire a professional don't hire a professional it's gonna fail so be sure to stay tuned on that i'll start sharing some velvet pictures here soon um with uh <clears throat> those that follow facebook page um i I, I don't always share everything because it's tough. I got people that follow the page and I've had trespassing issues, but I'll be sure to, to share some. And uh, it's always an exciting time. Uh, so, But as I'm switching gears out of the Making a Habitat plan, looking into a month or two out, um, I was curious. what uh, I have a few backup ideas. Um, I think I've, I'm sitting on about four or five show ideas, but if there's anybody out there that has a show idea or concept or discussion that you would like to hear me talk about, please reach out to me, let me know. Um, and I do, I still have some, uh, ho some guests that I want to have on and, and host an interview with them that I think uh, you guys would love. Um, they're people that I look up to, they're people that I listen to, and uh, I think you should too. So if you don't already, most of you probably do, but everybody out there, just thank you from the bottom of my heart. And it is good to be back and hopefully i will continue getting you a podcast once a month if not i will try to sit down and do more than that but it's nice to be back in a groove after missing an entire month and uh, about a month and a half so this is ty god bless and good luck out there as i already said before thank you for listening to this episode of the Smaller Hunting Podcast. Hopefully wherever you find yourself, private, public, big land, small land, new hunter or old hunter, there's something that you've learned. For ultimately, that's all I care about. If you have any topic discussion ideas for the Smaller Hunting Podcast, be sure to email me at smallacrehunting at gmail.com. Be sure to like and subscribe to all the videos on YouTube. Like and follow the Facebook page check out the website from time to time and as always stay tuned for the next episode of the smaller hunting podcast god bless and good luck out there